I don't know how long the new Israeli government is going to last, but I have to say, I'm impressed that it exists at all. In case you missed it, a new coalition government was confirmed by the Knesset, the Israeli parliament, this past Sunday evening. The vote was a squeaker, 60 to 59 with one abstention. It really couldn't get any closer than this. That being said, even though the margin of victory was slim, the impact of the vote, at least in Israeli politics, is seismic. For the first time in a dozen years, Benjamin Netanyahu will not be the Prime Minister of Israel. As the longest-serving Prime Minister, having served a total of 15 years, Netanyahu has dominated the political scene like no other. His impact has been both wide and deep and controversial as well. But it's not only his political decisions that are part of the issue. Netanyahu also faces legal challenges. He has been formally charged with bribery, fraud, and breach of trust. His case is now winding through the Israeli courts, and with appeals and such, it's likely to take quite a long time. Of course, it also needs to be remembered that Israel has had four national elections in just two years because the country is so divided and no one had the votes to form a government until this past election. And given that there have been four elections in two years, the country is suffering. This deadlock has left the country without a budget since 2019 throughout the entire pandemic. But it looks like all this is going to change. A unity government has been formed. This governing coalition is made up of several diverse political parties, several of which have diametrically opposite positions on significant issues facing the country. And for the first time in Israeli history, a party representing Arab citizens will be part of this coalition. Because of their diverse views on so many issues, the coalition partners have agreed to hold off on any major issues like what to do about the West Bank. But even though there are many issues upon which the parties can't agree, there is one that unites them, their dislike of Netanyahu. These different parties came together to oust Netanyahu from office, recognizing that his continued holding of the prime minister's office would only maintain the status quo of a deeply divided nation. I have to say, I am incredibly impressed that these parties that seem to have little in common were able to put aside their disagreements in an effort to form a government. Of course, there's no guarantee that in the course of governing that this fragile coalition could fracture. But it seems at least from the outset, the parties are putting the nation above their individual wants and desires. This is particularly true for Yair Lapid, who is being credited by many for making all of this happen. Lapid, a former TV news anchor, is the head of the Yesh Atid party, a centrist party, which in this last election received the largest number of votes. Typically, the party that gets the most seats in parliament means that the leader of that party, Lapid, becomes the prime minister. But not this time. In order to knit together this odd coalition, Lapid was willing to allow Naftali Bennett, a former aide to Netanyahu and a right-wing candidate whose party only received six seats, to be prime minister for the first two years of the four-year term. Lapid will then switch with Bennett in the final two years. It is striking that a politician would be willing to hand power over to another politician. It speaks to having a broader vision and a recognition that in order for there to be change, bold actions 
need to be taken. Now, I'm not naive. I understand that a coalition that is this diverse means that there's been lots of compromises and it could collapse quickly. But at least they're willing to try. At least for the moment, there are those who said, we need a change and in order to do this, we need to stand together. Would it be that some of our own politicians here in the U.S. recognize that power simply for the sake of power will not ensure our nation's future? Ultimately, for any nation to survive and flourish, there needs to be bold leaders who are willing to work together, compromise if necessary, for the sake of the nation. I'm Rabbi Robert Barr of Congregation Beth Adam and our Jewish community. And as always, thanks for listening.